Hello to all of our loyal viewers and listeners. This is your host, Greg Hire, FIBA 3X3 Asia Cup champion, uh, gold medalist, and four times NBL champion for Perth Wildcats. Um, and I'm very excited to actually have maybe our very first 3X3 veteran, um, and that is Sierra Burdick, <laughs> uh, residing in Charlotte, North Carolina. How are we doing this lovely day? All is well. All is well. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to, to talk with you. No, so... I, I was when when Luke, uh, a colleague at the NBL, who sort of arranged this, and we've been looking down lists and, and, and looking, and it's obviously three x three. It's just like any sport; it's very uh, current. And then obviously, I was looking at, at yourself, and I'm so excited to hear about your journey because you've been playing since 2014. And give a little bit of background: you're obviously one of the most seasoned three x three players in the United States. Won a gold back in 2014, and and obviously with the shirt, um, I think, which is was something I, I'm very excited to touch about. Talked with Damon Huffman about, um, yeah, the yeah. Force 10 for X3 team. But I want to first talk about, I mean, how did you start back in 2014? I mean, I just watched a, a 3X3 highlight clip of you talking about the passion of playing uh, with the United States. I love the competitive nature you spoke about. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> on a win, win, win a competition to the bus. But I mean, how did it all start in terms of this for you? Um, so honestly, USA USA basketball contacted me um, the summer in between my junior and my senior year, and it was like all in God's timing because I had just had a, a rough ending to my junior season, and we had got knocked out by in the NCAA Sweet Sixteen to Maryland, and I was just in a really low place. And um, I was doing an internship at the same time um, that summer in, with Good Morning America in New York. And so I get a call from USA Basketball, Carol Callen, and she's like, hey, you know, we're, we've got this new thing going on. It's three on three. We want to invite you uh, to do a little training camp. Come to Colorado Springs. It'll be you, Tiffany Mitchell, Sarah Hammond, and Jewel Lloyd. We're like, okay, you know, why not? Um, so I get clearance from my, my internship to, to go ahead and we end up going there practicing a couple times and then they hold a, a national tournament. And so, um, they brought in other teams from around the area and we ended up winning the sweeping the national tournament and they send us on to Russia, Moscow to play in the world championship. You traveled ever? We... Internationally? I had, I had, because yeah, I, uh, I had played USA basketball, uh, U16 and U17. Okay. Um, the U16 was Pan Am, but U17 was Worlds. And so we get over there, and I don't think we, tr like, fully grasped how big the stage was or, we, you know, we're, how old am I then? Like, 19 years old. So we're just, like, another USA basketball experience, okay, the standard is gold. We know we can't come home with anything less, so let's mm. do what we can. Um, and it was a totally different environment than what I had been used to. First of all, it was hot as Hades outside. <laughs> and you're playing on these outdoor courts, and the porta potties are your bathrooms. So it's just like <laughs> totally different environment than uh, my previous experiences with USA basketball. Um, and so I, we were probably the youngest team there. Um, and I, I remember going up against Ann Waters and I'm thinking like, I could be her child. Like I'm playing against grown <laughs> women right now. Like, and so that was definitely a different experience. Um, and we were there with the men's team who, uh, eventually became 
Team Princeton, kind of. So it's just full swing how, like, everything happened, full circle. Um, So, yeah, that's basically how I got into the three-on-three world uh, platform. And it's just – I fell in love with it instantly. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's made, I mean, I've just recently retired from professional basketball and it's so contrasting. I mean, we, we grow up playing, um, and you've spoken about, we, we play 3x3 or, you know, three on three or whatever, you know, that format yeah. traditionally, and especially depending on backgrounds, you know, it's something that you maybe play a lot more than five on five historically. Right. But then when you, when you play this format, uh, I want to talk to you about your very first, how you play, because I know back then they've sort of, not a, a change the rules, but modified it because physicality wise, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And so, I mean, how was your first experience? I mean, you came from an esteemed college in Tennessee, an unbelievable coach. And then, yeah, you're yeah. right. You, you go into an experience where it's porticotties, outdoors, <laughs> and all this sort of. Um, I mean, how, how, how was your initial reaction to like, what am I even playing? It was, it was different. I don't remember. Um, truly sucking for win like how I suck for win now when I play it so yeah. I don't know if we were just playing it because of some maybe some rule changes along the way that it's just a lot faster right now um, because I do think it's adapted and, and gotten faster and more physical over the years and it's kind of just gotten that uh, that's just the style of 3x3 uh, it's gotten that reputation um, so I don't and maybe it's probably good that I don't remember like how exhausted and tired I was I just remember it being super super hot um but it was a fun experience like just again being able to go up against different countries and different cultures and different styles of play um I knew that that was something that I would want to do long term and and it kind of just fueled my tank on like basketball has to be my profession like I want to travel the world and I want to meet new people and see new places and you know basketball has the platform to do that and uh 3x3 just kind of fueled that even more I was like this is a whole new world a whole new opportunity a whole new platform um and we kind of just took it day by day like again we really didn't know what to expect we didn't have any expectations so it was just a matter of like adapting as we go um you know we were like uh, Damon talked about earlier, like trying to figure out what food we can eat. Uh, our hotel room, like it was a smoker's room. So I remember me and Jewel Lloyd were like, the next day we woke up and our throats were like killing and we were like, what the heck is going on? And I, I vowed then that I would never play in Russia. Cause I was just like, <laughs> these, this culture, these people, like, I do not, I'm not a fan of this. And then of course I ended up playing there like three seasons ago, never say never, but um, it was definitely just a take it a day at a time and win by all means. And that was kind of our mentality. Absolutely. I want to talk about, and you spoke about at the very start, it's like boomer basketball for USA basketball. And especially it's a bit different and with the men's team winning their first gold medal last year in the World Cup. But and obviously, and you spoke about it, like when you, you got there, there's immense plot pride irrespective of what you're doing if you're playing traditional five on five three x three i'm sure if anyone plays chess or checkers you wear (laughs) a country on the front of your shirt um i think nothing beats it and so 2014 obviously you've been playing and now the full circle we'll we'll touch on that i mean talk to me about that 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 feeling um you know of, of wearing 
um, that flag across your chest. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it. Obviously, I mean, for any nation, there's your players. You have so much pride when you when you when they're playing the national anthem. You you still get chills on mm. your arms, like your linked arms with your teammates. There's just something about playing for your country and know, knowing you're representing like where you grew up, um, where home is you know, the family that supports you, the friends that are in your corner, like you're representing so much bigger than yourself. And I think that's why you take so much pride in it. Um, and you also know that spots are so limited. There's only X amount of players that can say that they wore USA across their chest and played in an international competition. And even fewer that say, you know, I want a gold medal for my country. So when you talk about like stakes like that and just all that you're representing and, you know, the people that are, are in your corner supporting you every step of the way, it just, it makes it so much more prideful and so much is more invested and there's just a greater passion. I mean, as competitors, we always, we already have passion for this game. Like we just love it. But you know, when you're, you've got Australia or USA across your chest, it's like adding even more, um, ambition and motivation to the to the whole process and journey. And talking about the dynamic of that team, I was winning gold, and yeah, yeah, you spoke Jewel Lloyd, Tiffany Mitchell, um, and you were the the glue of the team, really. I mean, how did that dynamic mm -hmm. and and how did that evolve over the tournament? I mean, sometimes people don't really train, and I imagine maybe in two thousand fourteen, you didn't maybe tr have the training camps that are now like this. You sort of link up, and yeah, you're right. If you've never played three x three before, it's a bit of an eye opener. And it's tough oh, because yeah. it, games aren't defined by quarters. It's defined by seconds. Like you, you know, yeah. you could take two possessions and you're down four, you know, like, and that's big. So, I mean, how, how exactly. did that evolve as, as the tournament went on? Um, just over time. Like, I think the only way to get good at 3x3 is just with reps and games. And, you know, you try to put in some strategy, try to put in some transitions um obviously working on your defensive concepts but at the end of the day we didn't have a lot of time to prepare so I think it came to us down to us you know using the God-given abilities that we've been given but also just we I feel like we just outworked people honestly um and used our athleticism to our advantage and also our youth to our advantage um because we didn't have a lot of time to prepare you know I'd be lying to you if I said oh yeah we practiced for a month like no that wasn't the case at all I'm pretty sure we got together for a week and then we were headed to Russia. So, uh, and part of that week was the national tournament that we played in Colorado Springs. So I think we kind of willed our way to win in that one. Um, Cause now I, I look at three X three and I have a completely different mindset about it than when I was playing in 2014, because I see the amount of strategy and the amount of film and the amount of how every single possession, like you said, it matters so much more. Whereas in 2014 we were just like we got to compete and we got to win and there was like no strategy really involved in it okay we had a few plays but mm -hmm. I think we relied on you know a lot of one-on-one -on -one. like Jewel Lloyd you're a bucket Tiffany Mitchell you're a bucket <laughs> like until they start to scout us let's go with what we know and it was yeah. it was just a situation like that now awesome now before we move on I guess to yeah the, the future years um a little bird told me that um, during the 2014 World Cup that someone currently um, on the show threw down a dunk during a break during <laughs> one of the between games. Now, it wasn't me. 
So there's only okay. one other person. So I want to. <laughs> are we confirming this rumor is true? And I mean, if it wasn't filmed, what happened? I mean, it it is true, and it actually was filmed. Um, and so I had threw down a dunk earlier after one of the, uh, just one of the round games, and we weren't playing on the main court yet. But I guess word had spread, like you know, this girl just kind of threw down a slight little dunk. And so after the gold medal game, mind you, we're exhausted. Um, the commentators like, you know, will you throw one down for us? And I'm thinking in my, like my freaking legs are dead. Hawking it up. Hawking yeah, it up. <laughs> my, my lungs are gone. I, I feel like I haven't eaten real food in a whole week. Like, but okay, since everybody's around, we're on the main court, we just won the gold medal. Let me give it a shot. So I think it took me like two tries. I tried with a dribble. And it just, I think I banged it off the back of the rim. And then finally, I was like, all right, let me take the dribble out and just go off the two steps. And I just snuck it in there. And, and you know, thankfully, some fans that were in the stands had gotten it on video. Otherwise, people probably wouldn't believe it. But uh, that was that was fun. It was definitely a, a way to capitalize off the, off the gold medal, for sure. And as an expert in storytelling, as you get children, instead of snucking it in, you're like, it changes. And because if there is no footage readily available, you're like, yeah, no, I slammed it in. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> I was windmilling and, you know. It, 360 it, between the legs. <laughs> exactly right. Now, I want to, I mean, we, we talk about 2014 and it seems, you know, a bit of a hiatus until your next event, correct me if I'm wrong, for Team America, to Team USA in 2019. Um, and obviously, you traveled around the world playing professionally. First, I want to touch on, is there been any noticeable differences? I mean, obviously one and, and with you know, Force 10, the professionalism's obviously been sort of, um, yeah, some foundations being formed. But um, in terms of the, the actual gameplay, have you noticed any differences? And then, I mean, talk to me about your motivation, you know, like um, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it that there's a, a professional women's team in the 3x3 format you know and so mm -hmm. yeah you talk about that but I want yeah I want to ask you about that how's how's that all going now I think it's just grown tremendously even since 2014 like it's taken so many strides and the men's side has exact I mean it's just exploded I remember playing um uh I remember watching lobbyist teams in that world championship um in 2014 at Novi Sad I remember them and just like, you know, these guys are good. Like, this is their thing. And just to see that they've kept their same core over all these years, it's like they're that much better now. And I think you see that the really good teams, they keep that core for years because 3x3 is just so much of a trust rhythm str strategy game. And uh, the more experience, the better you get. It's as simple as that. Um, so I think as players have been in it longer, you definitely see the game growing, platforms, you know, expanding, more and more people getting involved, sponsorships, buku money involved, you know, on the men's side, like y'all's purses are ridiculous. Um, I wish, I'm hoping, praying that the women can get those purses, you know, one day. And that's kind of what Force 10 is about, is just kind of like starting this platform to where not only women in America, but maybe being a front runner, like, in the world because right now the u.s is behind like we're just gonna keep it 100 the u.s is behind in 3x3 
And I think USA basketball is trying to play a little catch up, but there's years that we have to kind of catch up on. And so Force 10, I think, has done a really great job of just kind of introducing the way this can be handled and almost like introducing potentially a new platform for women to play on in the States. And then they can see it, how it can grow internationally. Um, but to, to answer your question, I think there's been so much more strategy and the speed and the physicality of the game has only increased over years. Um, and like my motivation, I, I think a lot of it, I find that force 10 has given me like so much hope and just being able to be the first, like the first mm. women's professional team in the States. And nobody will be able to have that title again. Like Force 10 is the first 3x3 women's US team. And so just having that title and having that responsibility, like you want to be able to push that as far as it'll go and create more opportunities for young women who want to play this game for as long as they can, because God given, I'm playing this game till the wheels fall off. So I want other people to have that opportunity and to be able to see the world and, and, and just see where this game can take them. And I think that is my motivation alone to just be a part of a bigger picture and a bigger platform. No, absolutely. Um, love that and respect it immensely. I think you're, you're right. Like, I mean, we, you know, we obviously play the game the traditional way, um, but sometimes, you know, like as, as well, you play for that, so long and you need that little bit of a spark or something to just like give you not hope i think just refresh you and i think yeah you're yeah. Right. Like you guys are, are being innovative um laying a platform that's going to hold a you know um, something for the future and pave a real big way i mean how did that even start up like i mean i spoke to damon and and that connection yeah. with the seattle storm and the ownership group i mean how did you even get into the force 10 i guess lineup um in a way I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I just know that they contacted my agent and then my agent contacted me and I, the rest is history, man. I've been so thankful to just be around Alana and Damon. Like I call them mom and dad, even though they're closer to my age than that. Um, but D we call him dad. I mean, he's just such a, he's just poured into us and he's a feminist and we love it. Like that's so badass in our opinion, because he and his wife are just creating such an amazing opportunity um, for women and, and for 3x3 and they want to see it grow and they want to see it grow in the right way. And the Seattle management for them to come on board, you know, Alana literally just walked in the boardroom and pitched this idea um, to the only female ownership in the world. Like, Seattle Storm, first of all, hats off to them for being that, like, and hats off to them for taking this idea and seeing how they can be the first in something and help it grow for women because they are just about women and like woman empowerment and, and creating more opportunities and more platforms because we are behind, you know, and even in the rules of FIBA, like women are just at a disadvantage and Alana and Damon, you know, they, they, filled us in on all that and so that made us want to buy in even more so um they called my agent we got linked up I would next thing I know I was flown out to Seattle we had a training camp like uh, uh we were sitting into a boardroom they broke everything down for us why we were here what we were doing what the goals were what the objectives were um and then we had our training camp and we started our Red Bull circuit we weren't able to go outside the country but 
you know, we got quite a few tournaments in with the with the Red Bull and USA Basketball collaboration. Wow, that's incredible. How's the, I guess, I mean, there's, you're talking about opportunities. There's um, opportunities arising. I think there's still a long way to go. But, you I mean, we saw that the Women's Series um, for the first time had, you know, I think it was eight World Tour events. Um, you still hold ambitions to, to represent America at, at an international level. I'm sure it is. But, I mean, um, obviously, the, the Olympics being postponed. I mean, um, yeah, how, how's that for you? I think the, you know, with the women's series coming into play, that was huge. It's one step in the right direction, but, you know, we would like to see more teams be able to come from each country. You know, basically it's only, you know, each country sending their own national team. And it's, I think it has a lot to do with money. Like at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to that, the finances. And so it'd be nice if, you know, we could eventually get to a point where it's like the men, where there's multiple countries sending multiple teams. Um, and the platforms and the purses are growing on the women's side. Like, I think that's the goal. Um, and until then, we'll just continue to, you know, do what we can here stateside. Um, and if USA Basketball does decide, you know, to send some pros instead of college players, you know, I'd love to get that call from Carol. I think she knows that. Um, you know, I love playing 3x3. I love wearing USA across my chest. So any opportunity that I can get to do that, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I would capitalize on. Sure. She's got a Tennessee link though, right? Carol? Yeah. No, no, no. She's the head of USA Basketball. Oh, so who's the woman's coach? Um, so you're thinking about Pat Summit, I believe. No, no, Pat Summit, but then who's taking care of women's basketball? Or is that... And No, who, who's taking care of like the under-19s under or 23s World Cup team? Oh, Kara Lawson. Yeah. Kara Lawson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's not Tennessee? She played at Tennessee. Yeah, she yeah. played at Tennessee. Yeah, I'm like saying that's in the back pocket. You should be that's like... That's my fault. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I was like, you should be uh, saying, hey, hook us up. <laughs> right. I know it. I know it. But if you know Kara, like, she's so stoic. Like, there is no, like, Tennessee connection. It's just, like, pure business <laughs> yeah. with her. Like, oh, my gosh. It's, she's so professional in every area and aspect of her life. I respect it, but... There is no like, hey, Kara, look out for me here. It's none of that. <laughs> I um, I absolutely love that she actually. There was a clip that came up. She spoke about the pride of of wearing America and USA, and I think it resounds with every athlete that gets to play for their country. And she obviously shed a few tears. It was good to see mm -hmm. vulnerability, but I think a, a, an immense pride. But it's good. You know, we, we, we touched on a little bit more. And I think it does come down to to financial. I spoke about it with Damon. You know, like you, even in Australia, you. Uh, able to attract high quality talent due to money. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything else you think in terms of the junior junior pathways? I mean, like for a junior up and coming in, I try and say this, especially even in my, where I reside, people see 3X3 as a competition to five on five, where I, I see it as a supplement. Like it's a, it's an alternative training method. Um, yeah. You know, like in five on five, you're a role player. Uh, unless you're a star like i mean at a at a mm -hmm. professional level i talk about you know you might i mean i played for 10 years and i made a living off it but i was great yeah. at playing defense and i needed to knock down a consistent jumper but <laughs> kind of pick and rolls i did in four years towards the back end of my career i counted the back of my hand right and and i <laughs> and i embraced that but that's why i love 3x3 because you can't hide you know um, you like yeah you, you might have a role um absolutely no doubt as you said, Jewel Lloyd's a bucket and you give her the ball till the well dries out. But 
talk to me about that. Like even as a as a coach, as a player, junior that looks at it, and I think they take away from the physical aspect. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. that's a deterrent, but I think you use that to your benefit. But I mean, how, how have you seen that even translate to five on five, and that's helped your game? But as a junior, maybe thinking, oh, I do want to try this out. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't think anybody should look at 3x3 as competition to 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they're two completely different games, but one can help you prepare for the other. And, you know, likewise. Um, but I, I will say you're completely on an island with 3x3. Like, I think back in, in uh, the two that spoke earlier with you last week, they were, they were hitting on it, like, on all cylinders. Like, you are out – you've got to be able to do everything. You know, you've got to be able to make plays. You've got to be able to hit that, you know, knock down jumpers. You've got to be able to slash to the rim. And you've got to be able to defend. If you can't defend, there is no help side really rotating. Mm. I mean, there's just – you're completely on an island. So – and then the cardio aspect of it, it's another level. There is – there's like no elliptical or treadmill or track that can get you in shape for 3x3. And so – if you're talking about you just want to get in some great 5v5 game shape, like, play 3x3. And I don't, I don't think Damon touched on this, but, like, Sue Bird is using this 3x3 as a training for her 5v5. Like, oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. if one of the best of the best, you know, one of the legendary goats, basically, is realizing the benefits of 3x3, like, I think the juniors should definitely realize, like, you know, this can really help me elevate my game. Like, not only skill-wise, but cardio and conditioning-wise. Absolutely. I, and until you experience it, you can't uh, appropriately define how how different is cardiovascular oh. physicality-wise. I mean, I it's a funny story now. I look back at it. I just won a championship, um, and I had retired, so I had um, – obviously enjoyed myself immensely <laughs> as you do um but got called into a training camp and that was like um i remember getting a phone call in the change room coach said are you in i said yeah lock me in um and then three days into enjoying myself i was like what have i got myself into <laughs> and then a week later the very first couple 10 minutes i'm like excuse i'm gonna have to remove myself from a few dreams just to <laughs> But like you can't, and even that's like. So but then that, die. but that's the thing. I was like, I've never been challenged so physically and mentally um, that it sort of was like, I love this, and it was crazy. Like in terms of, you get done for a session, and then you have five, ten minutes. Like, all right, let's go again, and you're just like, mm-hmm. yep, love it. Like um, it's, and, and even people say to me, like I've had a few strength and conditioning coaches say, well, you know, how do you want to prepare for it? And I'm like, uh. I get 10 people to try and smash you around and then yeah. start shooting. Like it is, it is like, but it's, really it is, it is awesome. Um, I want to, as we finish on the last, yeah, it is brutal. It's a good thing. Um, I want to touch on the last thing and then we'll wind up. Um, the pedigree in your family, your great grandfather played in the NFL for the Chicago bears. I mean, surely that um, allowed you, you got those physical traits for the three x three world, but I mean, talk to me about that—the the family pedigree and, and that sort of stuff. It's it's actually funny. I never had a chance to meet my great grandfather, but he always comes up in interviews and you know things like this, and it's it's pretty cool because I I take an immense amount of pride in in my last name Burdick, and I love my grandparents to death. Um, they've they've been with me in my corner every step of the way, and my papa has he's always just in my corner you know giving me free advice and and you know just little nuggets along the way 
Um, and so his father, yeah, played for the Chicago Bears, uh, won the world championship. And uh, my grandfather was actually uh, around seven years old when he lost his dad in a tragic train accident. Um, and so just to kind of carry on his legacy of, in athletics, um, it's, it's pretty neat for me. And I think it's also really special for my papa, you know, to see his only granddaughter um, accomplish some pretty amazing things with USA Basketball and the University of Tennessee. Um, and now in my professional career to know that, you know, his dad did it and now his granddaughter is doing it. Um, and just the pride that my grandparents take in, in me and the love that they show me every step of the way, you know, it makes like every hard workout, hard practice, you know, long night, early morning, like it makes it all worth it. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for, for him passing along those athletic genes. I think it might just be me and him and the family that only have athletic genes because neither of my parents, yeah, neither of my parents played. Like my mom's not athletic at all. And my dad, he does triathlons, but he didn't start doing that until he was like 50 years old. So I was like, where was the first 50 years of your athletic life? <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's awesome. And I actually have the, um, the watch locket that my grandfather was presented oh, wow. uh, when he won the world championship. And so that's a, a pretty cool little memorabilia, I guess, that I have from him. And it was gifted to me uh, from my grandfather when I graduated. So uh, pretty cool. I'm, I'm definitely grateful that I can kind of carry on the Burdick legacy. Absolutely. No, well, um, thank you again for your time. Um, it's been absolutely refreshing um, to speak to you. And um, one, obviously, I guess um, getting throughout this sort of uh, podcast <clears throat> series and is, is to getting a, a better insight into Force 10, which I think is, is pretty special. I think it's going to force other countries and other organisations to do the same thing. So I can only um congratulate you guys and, and admire what you guys are doing and hopefully we see you in australia i know the australian girls would, would love something similar and, and hopefully we can host yeah. it sometime but um but on behalf of the, the 3x3 hustle team really appreciate your time and giving us thank a little you, bit of insight into your life great so um but thank you again and for everyone else thank you for tuning in um you can hit us up on 3x3 hustle on instagram twitter and facebook but thanks again sarah take care and, and hopefully yeah absolutely touch. appreciate you